Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Tilford, joined by Ben Wojtyna. I played Outriders a year before all of you, so I'm the expert. He knew how <laughs> mediocre it was right from the beginning, and also Josh Brown. Ah, uh, hello, hello, <laughs> hello. Always a joy, always a joy. Always a joy, always a pleasure. We thought we would steer into the fact there's very little going on in the gaming industry right now, apart from occasionally a leaked potato-based trailer for Elden Ring. Um, so we just thought we'd talk about like the influx of, or the continuation of live service elements, games as a service, the sort of um, changing of the way that the vast majority of games get monetized these days, um, and sort of just talk about that stuff. There's a few different things that we're going to touch on across the next sort of half hour but that idea of live service elements when you guys hear that do you go that's cool that's going to be worth my money for the whole year or what's your general thoughts when you hear these terms bad soured it's been <laughs> soured like i don't as we'll get into i don't think live services are inherently evil mm. but they've had too many high profile disasters for there to be any goodwill around the term it's like loot boxes at one point in time they that was not inherently synonymous with like evil or you know awful business practices you know what i mean it was just yeah. a word like live service was but now after we've had anthem after we've had the first destiny after we've had you know the avengers whatever we've had too many um developers try to make us think that it's going to be a thing and then have pushed out mediocre content to support it that is just crashed and burned to the point where if anyone comes out and says yep we're making a live service now immediately i just kind of like switch off and think oh no oh no they are not doing this for the right reasons and i think that's the biggest issue it it, it is associated now with kind of like publishers or developers being greedy and trying to jump on a trend rather than being indicative of the quality of that trend itself i can't help but notice that this these words are coming from a man who has spent a lot of money on individual bullets types for call of duty we will get to this, Scott Hill. Like I said, <laughs> I don't think all live services are bad, and I think they have their perks. And when you're in one, it can be amazing, but you need to have a solid foundation. You can't just release, like, I'm not spending £16 on skins and adventures, you know what I mean? There's a reason for that, because the yes. foundation itself, in my opinion, doesn't justify me booting it up every that day. 100 but... gig is an investment. It's not going yeah, it it to pay itself off. Benroy, what's your it general thoughts is. on the, the, the live service terminology? I just want to know how much they're paying me to be employed. Uh, at this point, it's just, they're just games as jobs for the most part. Like I've been sucked into the rig and roll, like um, 
give me a good give me a good season pass in a game I love. But like when I've tried these destinies, I I loaded Anthem up. You can see it's on my PlayStation history. I didn't do much. I tried it. I but I threw it in the bin. Uh, what else has <laughs> been out there? Just all these games that I, like yeah, give me a hundred hour epic, right? Right. But I used to I used to remember I was at press like ah oh, I've got all these hundred hour games I'll smash out this year like, I'm a big boy and I was like how about you have all these all these games that are thousands of hours and you will play them forever and it's just you can only I think you can I don't know if you've asked me this Scott yes Scott mm. but the maximum I can have on a go is like maybe two maybe like two sort of consistently like that's another thing i was going to talk yeah. about is like how many different ones of these projects do, does the average game publisher think that we can juggle because even if you something on the call of duty side modern warfare just overlapped with black ops and sort of ouroboros cannibalized it and now they're both yeah. sort of going alongside each other yeah well, it's, the problem, it's right it's yeah sorry, it's, it's, sorry it's just saying like now i i say i don't like them and i go oh and i feel freed every time i finish one but the gears five one just season six starts the day my mm-hmm. xbox controller's sitting there I'm, as soon as this is done i'm getting on my bike and i'm gonna be playing gears just getting getting done because i need to get that done i need to get my coins for no other reason than whatever i've not even checked the season pass i'm already in but I mean, that's what I was going to say when you mentioned like the amount of different things that you can have on the go. You're definitely, Gears is definitely your priority or it's one of the two. That rolls in there, yeah. Yeah, Gears. how many different sort of um, services are you part of week to week? Well, Gears is, luckily Gears is free, so you don't put any money down for it at all. But I've gone back into PUBG because I've just been sucked back into that sort of like, oh, PUBG, but what if I just could just play that again? And the new map that they brought in, like, and I... I I never got sucked into any of the other games. I can't think. Oh, as I was sort of like retiring from Rainbow Six Siege, mm-hmm. they started to be like, oh, but how about we bring one of these? I was like, no, no more of this. Leave me alone. I've got two on the, <laughs> I can't do any more. I don't know about like, uh, is, how long is this, is the Call of Duty one? Like, is it, is it a big lab? Does it take ages to do? Because for me, I feel like the, the PUBG one especially is long, but like, well, gears, the, yeah, the, the terminology you're using, like, as if it could be done, they're just infinite. <laughs> it's just a void. You just, you go play for a bit. It's a nice big pool yeah. and then you come out again. Most so of the thing with Gears 5, I can, I, you can get down to one out where I can just shoot some bots and I don't even have to fight real people and I can get it all done in about half an hour to an hour, depending if I get a bad roll or not. But I need to get those stars every day. <laughs> Josh, what was the thing you were going to say before? Um, I can't remember, but to just jump off what Benroy was saying there, like for me, it's it's Warzone. You know, I've talked about this before. Like Warzone is my one live service game that I'll just play every single night. Like Roy was saying, it's practically a second part-time job. I'll play at least two hours every night with like my squad, and I'll get that battle pass leveled up. And the battle pass itself takes a long time. Like I've bought every one since about season four, maybe, or maybe three in the, when, when it was Modern Warfare, Titan Modern Warfare. Yes. And I've only ever completed it once. I completed it for the first time in the last one. And that's because it was a bit extended and we were just on it all the time. And what was, Christmas, but. T- tell the ladies and gentlemen what you did. You, you were telling me and you and that you <sighs> sat in a mode and you had to grind something for well, ages to uh, go on. I've got, I've got a lot of just just sad stories, man. Like for one, like this, I've told you before about how I spent like 16 quid on those bullets that, I read. And then this week alone, in the past seven days, I've spent 30 quid on skins, on skins, just two skins. That's, that's all I've got. I've got a glam okay. lady skin and I got a cowboy skin because we decided to all go as cowboys for a little bit. And then, yeah, like you said, I was found myself going back to Modern Warfare multiplayer yesterday because I wanted to level up the, um, I think it's called the Amex or the Amex. Um, one of the assault rifles and I just wanted to try that out so I went and put some double XP on and just played mindlessly in uh, Call of Duty Modern Modern Warfare and got that leveled up to play Warzone tonight 
you know can i can i just uh, hand, i've had my hand up for anyone who's listening on audio not looking at us <laughs> um i get it but it's a first person game why how when do you see your skin do you just see it on that menu when you all three it's of the you skin within sort of it's the it's bruise. the internal i i get that application yeah I, I, i'll let you speak before i continue i, I need to know I have, I have three three things to to back up this ridiculous purchase one you get to see people you get to see yourself on the on the loading screen and it looks really good when you're about to drop in two you get to um see yourself when you're parachuting in you can go a third person that's really nice oh when you're on a quad bike you can see yourself then uh. and three it's actually the psychological aspect of it that i quite like because sometimes when i see people's skins i get freaked out and I, they look really intimidating and one time me and my friends i remember we were um we were like doing not great and we stumbled across these bunkers that we thought were empty and then suddenly four boys wearing the exact same skin it was like this football jersey came barreling out like it was a clown car in like rectus and i've always remembered that so i thought even if i can't see it other people can and that's an element of it that i quite like that third one i really appreciate because um i remember the first ever one they did for PUBG, like towards the end you were just getting these bright luminous jackets and you know you want to hide in the bushes and you can be seen from a mile away in these jackets but <laughs> i'm running around this luminous jacket and i'm just murdering people like look this i know how powerful i think i am right now i'm just going to come at you <laughs> now I, I wear like a bright blue nose at the moment I, I i've got a skirt on at the moment like uh, my lady's always dancing and doing like you know what is it when you dance on your head and in the street i i kind of remember I, i've been i mean what even as a street at this point it's been it's been a, it's been a yeah, maybe. Uh, I, I, I can't remember. Oh my god, someone's gonna know, and I'm just gonna hate myself. What you mean that thing where you just like spin on your head like some sort yeah. of street performer? Yeah, I'm sure it's got a lovely name, but I, you know, it's, it's, street jazz. I, I'm gonna continue for now because I can't think of it anymore. But I'm glad that the, the third reason was just for showing like how powerful you can be, Josh, and like especially when someone gets killed by a cowboy, they're like, oh, oh what the cowboy got me again. I, I love that so, sort of like like braggadocious thing. That whole thing, because like Benroy, have you paid for any of these more ridiculous skins, or have you, are these just things you've unlocked normally? I've put money into PUBG quite right, a lot. Right, because yet. okay, no one talks about the reality of spending money on games. Because I, I like militantly <laughs> will not spend money on like skins and stuff. I've done it like a handful of times. I bought a digital jacket in PlayStation Home back on the PS3. I got. A- and I bought a bunch of cars in Rocket League, but. Every time we do one of these chats, it's always like, oh, actually, I spent £16 on some bullets and I spent, I bought a blue clown nose. And like, I, oh, you know. I don't know whether Ben Roy is going to back me up, but it's almost like a gateway drug. Like you do it once and then suddenly you're in. I first <laughs> rationalized it with um, Call of Duty is because my mates had the battle pass and I thought, well, I want to see what it is. Mm-hmm. And at the time, because we, I, well, I got the uh, Modern Warfare, like the base of that, like I got it for nothing. We got it for a review, you know what I mean? So I was like, yeah. well, I've technically not spent money on this. So, and I'm really enjoying it. So I might as well kick something back to the developers. I'll you get your sample packet. Buy yeah. a skin. Yeah. And then that just became, no, this is just what I do now. Like Ben Roy, I don't even look at what's in the battle pass. It's just a thing that I do is to buy it every time it happens. And it is a sickness, but you know, like these live service games, whether it's a multiplayer experience like this, which, you know, obviously people got into multiplayer way before the term live service was around, but the added things like battle pass, the constantly updating store, the constantly updating playlists, adding things to the map, adding in new weapons. It makes for this experience that is ever evolving. And it feels good to be on that ride. It feels good to have something to do every single night and it's, it's never gripped me in the same way like i never got into the division in the same way when i played through the division one i had a bloody good time but i played it for like 30 hours did the campaign and then that was it didn't touch mm-hmm. any of the end game when people talk about end game and like these single player experiences i just know i'm never gonna see it and this is the kind of like one exception to that where i was just i'm like fully in and now i don't know how i'll get to 
break out of it. I don't to know get what out, they yeah. can do, yeah, to stop me playing it's... it. Like, what would have to happen? When when I uh, Xbox, uh, when I was playing PUBG on Xbox, I said, I'm not buying it. I bought the season pass, but I didn't buy stuff. Then I came to PlayStation, and we got a copy, and I they gave me some. You got some coins of that. I'm like, oh, this is nice. And I bought some more coins, and then they mm-hmm. hooked me in, and I was like a little fish, like yeah, more. And then Rainbow <laughs> Six, uh, those elite super skins of joy. You're just like, oh, but I want to look like someone really powerful, and that was a third person game. So if someone sees me and I look like some sort of I, I don't know, like Frost, where she looks like something like Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, mm. I want I want you to know that I spent this money because I can dominate you. And there I we go. And then with PUBG, it's like, it's, I don't know if you, like me and Josh, I like, have squads where we jump in and our mates are on there. And like, I used to, when PUBG first got gun skins, I like, nah, that's it, I'm out. This is a, this is, a, this is no, <laughs> no Fortnite. This is some military serious thing. And, and now I'm wearing a blue nose and I, I spin around on my head and I've got luminous guns. And, and you love it, mate. And you're throwing yeah. the money at the screen. That's yeah. the, that's the, <laughs> the thing is that is in that case, is there no input? PUBG, there's no specific way to unlock those things through gameplay skill because that used to be the original argument for why you wouldn't just attach a price tag to something because getting that skin getting that weapon whatever was supposed to mean something that was the whole original destiny sell was that everyone would know what you went through you beat this raid you got this gun etc etc but now that's just become just pay just pay for it 10 pounds here's the thing there you go there, there are some there are some free bits on this pass but it gets less and less each time and like I, even destiny i was hearing some other podcasts they talk about how like you get a little smidgen of it in destiny but then you still gotta pay 16 pounds or 16 dollars mm. to get the rest of it and you'll never get the rest of it because they'll never put it for free but for me it's like at the same time i've i am coming up to what like i've done 600 hours on ps4 of PUBG. okay and i've done like I've done, i'm over a thousand of PUBG. so it's like every hundred hours I have a couple of quid that's why i say like <laughs> you gotta feed it yeah just because like, all that chicken i get from it i need to like pay for it <laughs> in terms of like the satisfaction stuff josh do you because when ea came out and said that oh it's we don't call it microtransactions we call it loot boxes we don't call it that we call it surprise mechanics and hey you think you'll find that everybody actually enjoys spending this sort of money what break dancing that was it that's what <laughs> oh, I that you're trying to think of I thought that's you the, the thing i thought you meant the specific name of spinning yeah, on your head too. like it's I, called I, like a tornado I, I, I'm just very whatever. ignorant i did i couldn't remember the word break dancing <laughs> there i am googling like i need to get this right <laughs> head spin Sorry. street move <laughs> um but yeah that whole thing i mean that was what ea said when they got sort of like taken a task over battlefront 2 um and they were like oh it's surprise mechanics it's not loot boxes and you know we don't think of it that way and i think you'll find everybody loves spending money because look at the ludicrous amounts it's- of money that we're making on it like their profit margins are insane um yeah and it's always that thing of like well clearly there's a mainstream there's a portion of the mainstream gaming populace that are loving this stuff but i feel like it's actually more ingrained in everybody than anybody wants to let on like i i'm trying to think i've, I've racked my brains of the times that i spent money on microtransactions and my most recent one would have been pokemon go i just paid for more pokeballs because i'd run out and like yeah. out in the out in the forest i needed some and i was just like i'll just drop a pound and get some and like but I really try not to, but I wonder how much I'm actually in the minority. Like if most people are doing this stuff, then all this live like service just, stuff totally makes sense. It's just become like more normalized as the years go on. Like from mm. like always now, I, I just, obviously we do videos now where we call out like things where they get incredibly predatory and they're not good for the consumer and stuff. Mm. But at the same time, I've almost 
partly admitted defeat in a way because I'm like, well, it's, 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 it's not changing. You know, we can push back for the most egregious parts, but these mm. are going to be here forever because they make too much money not to. But I do think like, there's still a major distinction between, you know, these aggressively not good monetization aspects and kind of like just being able to finally buy whatever you want. Like for me, I never spent money on um, loot boxes. When I was playing Rainbow Six Siege, even though I loved that um, game, like I would never buy uh, those kind of like packs you could get or anything like that. Because I just thought, you know, like this, this isn't cool. I don't want to just buy this to like spin the thing and, you know, right. do essentially like gamble with the money that I'm putting in in the hopes to get something. I feel like it's much more ethical to just kind of like have a store or whatever and be like, look, you can get this skin now if you want to. It's not going to have any kind of effect on gameplay or you can get the battle pass or whatever. Like, you know what you're going to buy, which, you know, sounds obvious, but that wasn't the case like four years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were just constantly trying to roll a dice. And it's not like these systems are perfect. Like, I don't feel great about given Activision this money every single month because they still do, you know, not great things. You know, we've talked before about how they implement these stores often after the review period is up so we don't get to analyze how much of an impact it has. They've done even kind of like potentially shady things in Warzone where some of the blueprints that they sell are at the very end of the battle pass, which you can buy your way towards have a, an advantage over the other guns you can have mm. at least for a little bit until they're patched and that kind of gets into a an area that even if it's accidental that that's happened for for a while until it does get fixed like the the paid option is objectively the better option you know people are using it that's the meta and stuff so there are issues with it obviously like it's not just instantly better but i i, I feel like the more that people push back against it the more, the more that the developers are forced to be more transparent with their plans and prioritize cosmetic things only it's getting a little bit better i'll never be fully comfortable with it but like as the time goes on like you know we've been talking about today i have conceded a little bit and now i do find myself being like well i'm getting a lot of enjoyment out of this game you know and fundamentally that's why i'm paying money for it i would never do something like the event the, the avengers or something and buy mm. the extra thing at launch it's only after my investment has been rewarded and my time feels valued that I will spend extra money on it. And like we were saying at the start, not everything, it's very rare for a game to get to that point in the first place. But for this particular moment with Warzone, I feel like my investment has been paid off to the point where like Ben Roy, it's like, yeah, every day of playtime, I'll be like, right, you know what? I've, I've been enjoying this free-to-play game. I'll buy a skin, you know, I'll change things. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates 
fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. That doesn't feel bad. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is when was the last time you guys like came across something where you went like that is fundamentally not rewarding my time? Because I feel like Avengers was like really on the nose, like just saying like this is an invisible loot grind, but you can you know we have individual character based battle pass tier type things. Um, for each individual character, it's a lot of money to get all that stuff. Um, and that just it felt really scummy. It really felt exploitative, and it felt very predatory. And everybody rejected it. But do you think that like that as also obviously that's a question in itself. But like alongside like the optics side of it is the solution to most because obviously to run a successful live service you need to uh, you know supply the player base with enough things to do across months and months and months and so many different publishers have just done the random drop thing it's like well you'll keep coming back you'll keep coming back to spin the uh, the roulette wheel and hopefully get the thing that you want um is one of the solutions as well just just sheer optical clarity just sheer optics of those rewards like um can you be annoyed at something if they're just telling you how greasy they're going to be and just sort of <laughs> saying like hey this thing is like 15 pounds but it's some bullets from 15 pounds like Benroy, what, what 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 do you sort of think about like the i don't know like the scumminess of each thing i'm glad we veered into this because we, we've all been happy cheerful like, i'm buying this i'm buying that but at the same time like the battlefront 2 stuff get in the bin like i would say right. some bad words if we weren't on the youtube and the youtube <laughs> goblins are gonna go and scold us for saying the bad words but yeah like that was just out of order like paying how much playing how many hours for vader or paying how much to get him like that was just insane and then going to other things like the random drops were in that sort of uh game there gears four had a bunch of like random drops in it gears five doesn't have any of it that so i i only sort of like tend to stick with games that aren't predatory like uh, rainbow six had the random thing it but i there's one thing i will say that it was good about you can at least earn one every now and then by playing mm. the game like that was one of the only ones where i felt like i could actually earn a thing but at the same time you can the the super skins in that game are like 20 pounds matt they're, they're very expensive <laughs> It's, it's so bad like how how expensive the super skins are compared to like the other crap but it, with me i need to feel like I'm, I'm getting something back like uh with um i go back to gears 5 like everything in gears 5 now they put it out there for a week you can't get it and then after a week you can use the in-game currency which you earn which you get tons of as it is i've always got like twenty thousand gold to hand and like a skin for a character in that game was like 2000 of the earnable currency so it's like you know it's just to and fro and like uh, PUBG used to have it still does have the random box stuff where you like this hat has like 0% chance of getting but you'll try it anyway and there was one time where the, the endorphins got me right because I got the hat and I got the jacket one after the other 
that made me look like I was from the motherland in Russia somewhere. <laughs> I was like, how did I just land both of them one after the other? The chances of that were insane. He felt good for a bit, but now I just don't even because there's the two currencies now as well. There's like G and BP. I don't bother doing the BP whirl anymore because it's one, it's slow as hell to get through and do and button through, and two, it's just like I've got seventy thousand of it, and it's like, well, do I want to spend five hundred and roll it, or do I just want to not use it anymore? Mm-hmm. For me, it's got to be the game's got to be good enough and it's got to be like you never like with star wars like they should never put you don't put vader and crap like that behind a paywall at the end of the day and like with with like a uh going back to more like sort of similarities like well warzone or a or a PUBG or even a fortnite i don't even know if fortnite have any random sort of things in there but like the oh. randomness the rant at least the randomness of it is like being phased out and it's a lot of the time being more cosmetic and for the most part you can sort of see what you're getting even if they do sort of things like well you've got to buy 500 g but it's actually 700 g so you've got to buy a thousand like that sort of thing there's when i don't think we're going to get to that point where it'd be like you know one for one like bloody remember xbox points whatever they were called Microsoft yeah with it i think there's always give you that sort of level of like there's sort of a there's something in the way but yeah i just don't throw myself into these sort of like avengers because i'm just I th- you can smell it when it's coming out <laughs> and the smell yeah. is so bad like the, you still can i don't know i just they're terrible but at the same time when i can see why games do it and if it's another source of revenue that who am i at the end of the like day those devs may get paid yeah and it, it, sometimes people argue, but it's not going to the devs. But then, like that money is still doing something. It's not just going to go in a bottomless. You know, what I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's always two sides of it, and I can never know because I'm not sitting with Bobby Kotick and it's eating some salmon right now. But, <laughs> at the same time, but yeah, it's like, oh god, remember Burger King? What is that? But at the same time, yeah, I I hope I vocalized my point here. But as long yeah. as they're doing, as long as they're sort of give me a bit back then i don't mind it but then i'm yeah i can see well, people the... fall into a pit of just like oh, i just need to keep putting the money in because mm-hmm. some people have that uh where it gets the hooks in them and well, they can't the, stop. The, one thing for me is that i feel like at the start of the eighth generation obviously the, the generation that's just ending i feel like all this stuff kind of came in like in force it was like every other game had uh loot boxes microtransactions all these sort of different potential it's it's like it's almost like they're offering you like a hand for a certain a different type of gameplay experience that's gonna yeah. unfurl across a couple of years. And then we had a few examples, high profile examples of games like uh, Mass Effect Andromeda that didn't have that announced a season pass but didn't have enough content. Fallout Four, it was just like, hey, you can pay for a season pass, but we don't know what we're gonna do for the whole year. And then it was Todd Howard being like, oh, we're gonna ask the fans and whatever they say, we'll just go with that. And that was sort of rightfully held up as like if you're gonna charge. 35 pounds or whatever it was for the season pass you're going to need we're going to need to know what this is but it was like i feel like at the beginning of the last generation the eighth gen that a lot of that like you know hey we're going to go on this long form like adventure together this gaming uh, rollout of content together i feel like a lot of that was rejected whereas like across the generation that's kind of become more accepted and it's it's when the likes of the avengers or crystal dynamics whoever um square enix step out of line that a lot of the the gaming like populace go hey look we we went along for the ride we accepted mm. this bs like you know over the course of a few years we've accepted you're going to monetize things this way but you can't get away with a certain level of scumminess or a certain level of over monetization predatory um systems or whatever but we will accept a level of 
rolling content out across a few months. Something like Destruction All-Stars. For me, that thing is threadbare, but I can also see why you would gut that game and roll it out across the rest of the year if you're Sony. You then want to have people come back. How many season passes have you ever seen from start to end? And how many have you ever seen that people have been like proper sort of like satisfied by? Because I can maybe think of like a few like off the top of my head that Mm -hmm. have ever sort of like even like if it's just story or it's just map pack to the end of the day, like the gears free one was all right, I guess. Like, right. and like people really like the DLC for like Bioshock 2, like Minerva's Den is held up. Like, like <laughs> yeah. Well, see, 3. I like I've bought plenty DLC, but I've never, I've never bought a season pass because yeah. I've just, I've just, I you can very rarely see control. Um, control was one that sort of I bought at the beginning because I uh, in um, Sam, Sam Lake, I trust, and yes. they thankfully. It came out to fruition, but it's very rare that I'll even consider one anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my thing is I just, I feel like I don't know what, I just don't want to, for me, it's like if that full game is worth 50 pounds, 60 pounds, then if your season pass is then 35 or anything close to that, then I'm like, well, that needs to be a whole other, almost a whole other game. And so then it gets crazy because for me in my head, I'm like, well, if that skin is 20 pounds or that skin is 10 pounds, that's a quarter or a fifth or a sixth of the whole game. And that just starts to get all crazy for me. And I'm yeah. like, no, that's just sheer greed. No, and I just reject it. But I think like, yeah, like I said, I think over the course of the eighth gen, people have become more open, more resident to, uh, you know, monthly rollouts of content. And that means that the likes of Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Avengers, Anthem stick out even more because they're getting it wrong. They're doing it the old school way. I think it's just the arrogance of them. Like like a lot of these publishers are arrogant and they assume that you're going to be invested to the point where you're just going to blindly drop money down. And that's where I have such a a big issue because, you know, like going back to Warzone very briefly, like Warzone is free to play and the game itself, in my opinion, is really, really good. So I feel comfortable buying something, but Mm -hmm. it's when publishers of whoever it is, like come out with this live service experience that you're expected to spend 60, now 70 pounds on, but what they've actually given us is just the start of something. It's essentially early access. You know, yeah. not only might they be buggy, kind of technically um, problematic messes, but the content isn't necessarily there. And then you add all of the extra stuff on top, like potential loot boxes or you know um, character battle passes that just aren't like the content in it isn't good anyway. And it's kind of when all of that is bundled in, it just comes down to a kind of like sour like feeling of just these companies are so arrogant to the point where they expect the investment first. Mm. And if you question like, well, what are we getting for this investment? They don't have anything to offer. Like Roy was saying there with like the season passes, so many season passes were just sold on a promise. Mm. And it's not that we didn't know the content. It's that we don't even know if the content is going to be finished or when it's going to be finished. You know what I mean? So we're expected to pay an extra 35 pounds or whatever it is um, to just buy into the future of a game that already hasn't established itself. And that's hasn't a big sticker. Itself, yeah. If the game's proven itself like fair like like obviously control like that i think that actually did come out and say exactly what was in the season pass beforehand it obviously you know the control itself was really good so then people felt comfortable doing it but so many times it's like here's the game here's the season pass please buy it right now before they've even proven that the core game itself is worth 60 pounds and is going to you know reward your purchase and i think that's that's what we've kind of like forgotten like the the 60 70 pound purchase now just feels like an entry point it feels like a starting point 
but it's it shouldn't be treated that way in my opinion it should be treated mm-hmm. as a complete thing in and of itself and then the extra content is like something that will keep it alive afterwards it's not something that will have to save it i think that's the point we're in right now where this content this live service content is is now the thing that's saving games rather than being the thing that's supporting games in the long term there's you know? so much more where it blows over with like all the fixes or the like the most essential like maybe story beats are resigned to like dlc or like extra uh, portions that come later on or whatever and like yeah i mean something like yeah, if a game releases and obviously you can just tell it's not worth a premium price point and they're like, hey, but buy the season pass and it'll be ready. It'll be a full game in another like seven months or whatever. Um, then yeah, I think you, you can rightfully sort of bounce off that stuff. Um, Benro, what's your thoughts on those things? Yeah, it's just, I can't jump into any of these imaginary season passes or like, I think more people, um, I'm going to suck it up, man. More people these days, more youths these days <laughs> can read roadmaps of games than they can actual bloody maps because the amount of roadmaps you got to keep on your wall and sort of like look I mean, at I can't go, read them up. I, <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> like um uh, the, I, i'm certainly broken after that but yeah the um the amount of like roadmaps we also oh, this is doing this and this is going to be here and this mm. is going to be here and like you can see how many of them never come to fruition or sort of like stumble along the way like uh anthem's roadmap never got out of the first chunk right well mass effect yeah. andromeda like they were oh, yeah, an entire everything that's happening with the quarians is going to be added on later and then they yeah. mentioned them at the end of the main story and then just didn't come so anyone who bought that deluxe edition just never got paid off what's going on with destiny not destiny um uh, avengers doesn't have like 17 maps for every sort of like character and their toenails and stuff like that like <laughs> it's just it's it, it's like where i go, go back to like the game as a job on where you've got so mm. much to focus on and like all these i think we're at the breaking point where like not i think like there are so many players right but then you've got to think how many of those players are just playing a madden or a call of duty or a fifa and then chop that out and then see what you've got left and then you divide these up like okay these are all the josh browns playing Warzone. scott telford's are just gonna buy their rocket league cars ben roy is just gonna just kiss marcus phoenix's like beard until he's dead sort of thing like <laughs> then you gotta chop them up again like are they are we gonna get are we gonna get josh back into rainbow yeah josh is rainbow six scott's gonna talk about Ori, so he's basically paying for it there yeah. and like and then by the end of that you chop out so much like i think we're at the point now where everything's so like what if i like, broke down like some games are even making their season passes shorter now because it's just too long at this but well, i think we need to like that's one of the biggest things to me that we sort of mentioned at the start is like how many of these different passes does the average publisher think that the average consumer can handle yeah. because it's like if you were trying to keep up with let's say every top tier um season pass all at once everything from warframe to destiny um so even if you were keeping up with the avengers like for now that's a lot of different things that you're checking in with to do your dailies and do your weeklies and sort of do like regular uh content drops and everything that i just think i don't know that's the stuff where for me i'm like oh can we just can you just rein it in like the not avengers every single the worst right the avengers stuff is the worst having one per character and these are like mm-hmm. these big characters that everyone sort of like who is into all that sort of like love and would love to play as them but then like if you put in 40 hours into being um uh who's the biggest marvel character right now i don't know captain rocket, america rocket raccoon and you're yeah. like now now i want to go and be Groot, but then i've got to go and start again and go for it all right and then like oh it's just it's just that that is to me that is that is 
I don't know. I don't want to say like Square Enix deserved their failure for it, but come on, kind of did though. Like, I mean, yeah, you can't character specific battle passes. Isn't you're it? you're idiots, for it. I'm sorry, you're all idiots, <laughs> and this is kind of your fault for trying to nickel and diamond like mm-hmm. the, the big the, the biggest thing in like entertainment right now, and that failed. Like, so it shows you that we're hopefully on a downturn, or some secret dark lord genius is just going to have something up their sleeve, and then well, I'm going to. I... My thing is that I'll, I'll forever maintain that I quite like how learned the like the gaming populace are. Like the the yeah. fact that like Star Wars can fail in gaming, but it still made a profit. Rise of Skywalker still made a profit at the box office. But like we will reject Battlefront two. The the gaming populace will reject a bad MCU game. A, a that got really game. good at the end. Battlefront two, like it got yeah, so totally back. worth for its while. But like yeah, it took its time. Like it's one of those ones where I had to just. I had to delete off my hard drive for a bit because it Mm -hmm. was my hard drive. And then you go back to these sort of things and they're so good, but then you can't help but think for every Battlefront 2 that resurrects itself. And for every time we give that game a second chance, Mm -hmm. like a Rainbow Six where it, I mean, that that was just died on its ass because it was, yeah, I don't think it was more like the passes and stuff. But then like there's these anthems, there's Andromeda's, there's like, think of this, think about getting them. I I hope I'm, I have avoided Seething these games. Is he I've that avoided that these games, but the people that have gone in there and be like, I am Anthem until I die. And then like, you see people, <laughs> I tell people on Twitter, like, oh, but Anthem was a really good game. It's like, but they're trying to hold on to that little bit of like, that that time that they wasted and that money they were, and I feel I do feel bad for these people that just get thrown in. Like, I'm probably going to fall into one of these holes at one point. You can't avoid them forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe like, I don't know, something come up. But at the same time, it's just so skeevy and i'm yeah skeevy is a, a word i can say without offending like without without not offending without getting uh like breaking our monetization so there we go <laughs> yeah i think the the general feeling is that they need to be respectful of the consumer which was initially the very idea of doing this sort of thing felt like it wasn't but i feel like like just even talking to you guys even just through this podcast i'm like i guess yeah it has become a more accepted way to monetize Love your game skin over time though. I love yeah, it. Yeah, well, providing they, they yeah. do it respectfully. Um, but yes, let us know what you think down in the comments below. Have you given into any live service things? Do you buy into loot boxes, different microtransactions, etc.? Or does all of it just disgust you like it mostly does me? Um, <laughs> for now, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Josh Brown. Goodbye. I need to go get a refund on those skins, man. I've <laughs> ch- changed my ways after today. I promise and you. Deluxe edition Ben Roy Turner. I literally did buy the sort of deluxe add-on for Resident Evil 2 because I wanted the old sounds and I wanted the different <laughs> skins. I was like, let's go. Let's just give Capcom all my money. See, look, fair, I I'm bought... just, I'm a horrible capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> I have four versions of Shovel Knight, so it's fine. But we'll catch you all next time. Bye. 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 D- This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods 
for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.